0: and welcome to the third episode of Everyone Hates Moscow, your new favorite Russia podcast, now featuring a rockin' new theme song. Hope you guys liked it. I liked it. Dasha, did you like it? I I absolutely loved it. Awesome. Anyway, today we have convened a special session of the EHM Bullshit Debunking Council... To address an extraordinarily hilarious case study in the pathetic failures of Russian propaganda efforts. For those of you who have already been briefed on the issue, I am of course talking about the Great Putin Burger Scandal of 2017. This will be a short and sweet special single-issue podcast, and for the sake of those who are only now hearing about Putin Burger, let's start from the top. Six days ago, the Russian media caught wind of a story out of a Mexican restaurant in New York called Lucy's Cantina Royale. I guess it's got a two-star Yelp review, and it's somewhere near Penn Station if you want to check it out. Uh, The story, as reported to Russians by Russians, claimed that the restaurant served a five-story burger called the Putin Burger in honor of President Vladimir Putin's 65th birthday.
1: So we actually serve this burger every day, but six times smaller. So on a daily basis, it's called a Gabino, but today is Putin's Burger, birthday burger. And it's about uh, 68 ounces, which is... Uh, 1,952 grams the year that Putin was born,
0: 1952. <laughs> While many Russians seem to eat up the news as further evidence that the world loves their strongman leader as much as they do, one Russian with a well honed bullshit detector knew something was off. Luckily for us, that Russian was EHM co host Alexei Kovalev. Kovalev today is going to walk us through his investigation of the story and uh, explain how he uncovered a media hoax perpetrated by two Russian speaking waitresses and how this story got so out of hand that even the Kremlin had to comment on it. But Dasha, I, I think you wanted to start off today's proceedings, so take it away.
1: Yes, thanks, Matt. So, Alexei, when you saw the story, uh, apparently there was something that immediately gave you this hunch that it was bullshit. What was it?
2: Okay, hi uh, hi, guys, I'm honored to be a uh, guest on Everyone Hates Moscow. Okay, the Putin-Burger story would, would be ridiculous enough even in the case it happened to be true. Because who on earth came up with this idea that 60 ounces of burger meat and soggy buns was a fitting tribute to Vladimir Putin on his, on his 65th birthday? And remember, it only makes sense if you count the weight of this monster burger in grams, not ounces. Uh, so it's, uh, if anyone's wondering, it's uh, 1952 grams, uh, which equals Vladimir Putin's year, the year of birth. And that was uh, the explanation that one of the waitresses at this restaurant called Lucy's Continental. Uh, offered in the video uh, posted on the website of Ruptly, uh, which is a video agency run by RT or Russia Today, the the Russian state media. Uh, yeah. And,
0: yeah. So, if I'm not mistaken, you saw this and decided to call the restaurant. And so I'm wondering who picked up the phone and how did that conversation go?
2: Okay. First time I called, it was a man's voice, and he sounded very confused and told me that Lucy's never celebrated Putin's birthday, in any shape or form. Uh, and just a day earlier, some TV crew paid a visit to the restaurant but it had nothing to do with the management.
1: Okay, but we know that you were not the only one calling the restaurant. A Twitter user Kotletechka, which is, by the way, Russian for burger, confronted you on Twitter with a recording of his own conversation with the restaurant, confirming that the Putin burger was, in fact, a true story. Have you listened to this recording? Was it real? Is it real?
2: Uh, yeah, we can actually listen to it because it's still online. Great, let's but, listen
0: to it. Uh, I'm. I'm going to play it. But I want you guys to mute your mics. I don't want, to, I don't want to, another incident like we had during rehearsal when we all just lapped over the track for two minutes. Okay. Got it? Off? Mic's off. Good. All right, here we go.
2: Thank you for calling with cantina. Darius speaking. How can I help you? Hello. Could you please say, is it true that uh, yesterday it's 7th... Hello.
1: I cannot hear you. Hi? Uh,
2: uh, do you hear me? Uh, barely. Ah, Hello, could you please say, uh, did you serve yesterday a uh, Putin burger? Yeah, we did, earlier this morning at the lunchtime, but we don't do the promotion anymore. Uh, Only on 7th
0: of October.
2: Yeah, 7th of October, once a year.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you, bye. All right, everyone, mic's on. So that was Daria, who can become a. Uh, <laughs> let it out! All right, everybody can get it out now. Get it out now. Um, that was Daria, a uh, bartender at uh, at Lucy's Cantina, and uh, she's going to become a central figure in this story. But will uh, Alexi, please continue? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. So the the recording that was tweeted me with, uh, as, as you can uh, hear, it featured a woman's voice confirming the burger story. And I called again, I got, I got the, same, uh, the same girl answered before, which I now know is Daria, the, the bartender. She told me that the man I talked to earlier was a trainee who wasn't aware of the Putin burger offer. But she, in fact, was was manipulating me. She was playing me all this time. Oh, my God. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> so, so the story takes an interesting so, turn here. Yeah, The Russian media begins to double down on, on this story by calling Daria and other employees of Lucy's Cantina and getting them to confirm it. And at this point, journalist Mark Bennett, writing for The Guardian, decides to email the restaurant. Now, did you two coordinate on this story?
2: Uh, Yes, we did. Actually, the whole story clicked together, thanks to Mark, uh, at the point where I was uh, about to tweet a retraction after calling Daria. (laughs) 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 He (laughs) he emailed the chain's management. I got a response uh, signed by the name of Sean Ryan. And I checked out his Twitter profile, so he seems legit. So Mr. Ryan uh, says that one manager mentioned in the in the story by this uh, Russian state news agency TASS uh, never worked at Lucy's, and that Daria, the bartender quoted in the same story, was suspended uh, for lying to the management oh and for, concocti- for concocting this whole uh, Putin burger oh hoax. God. So Mark Bennett's wrote the story. About- yeah, so Mark Bennett's wrote the story about it for the for the Guardian, including all the comments from uh, from the management, following up on my original tweet. Uh, And yes, we did coordinate our stories, we shared notes and leads, it was fun times.
1: Oh my god, actual lives lives affected by by your story, guys. So, did you get her fired? And by the way, we know that she made her own video the next day explaining this whole thing. So, tell us more about this.
2: Yeah, so a couple of days later, uh, Daria uh, posted her own video uh, appeal on YouTube. Uh, explaining her side of things, and uh, uh, according to her, uh, she, it was com- it was her idea, not the Russian state media's. Uh, and, it, and it was originally uh, approved by the management, that, but then apparently the management balked at the first time of imp- impending c- controversy and blamed the whole thing on, on her. Uh, and yeah, apparently she's been fired, together with another girl, Tamara Elizarova, uh, the waitress who was in Rupto's video. Eating one of the two Putin burgers ever in existence, as we now know. So they uh, they made two Putin two burgers. They served one in the video, and they a- ate another. Uh, and this this they, they, remember at this point, let's just let me just remind you guys that the whole thing was supposed to to uh, to demonstrate uh, how the entire world is in awe of the dear Vladimir Vladimir, which Putin and they're offering their offering uh, him uh, their their gifts and uh, you know sending him. Uh, yeah, their warm regards. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, you can blame me for getting these girls fired, but do consider the fact that, bo- that both of them lied to the management and the media, which, by the way, almost all swallowed their story uncritically. Only abruptly had the decency to delete the video and share an apology.
0: So, some very prominent Russian officials, such as Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov and the Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova, have have spoken about the burger. Uh, how would you describe their reaction?
2: Uh, well, I, at this point, I almost feel bad for elevating this nonsense to, to an international level. No, no you don't. I can't question uh, on that. You, yeah. you love this. <laughs>
0: this, is, this is why you got into journalism.
2: Okay, you got me there. Yeah, I do. That's why I got. That's why I got into, into journalism in the first place. Uh, so, uh, foreign ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova uh, was just skeptical about it on Facebook, and she got in an argument with me and. Uh, several other of my colleagues uh, and let's just say she was skeptical about it and somebody actually felt compelled to press Vladimir Putin's own spokesman uh, Dmitry Peskov for an official comment which he gave but he well he shrugged it off as nonsense that it is Uh, so I can't blame him for that Uh, and then uh, yeah and then, then there was this really obnoxious tv and radio host Vladimir Solovyov and he attacked me for like 20 minutes on his morning show calling me fake news and a liar it's it's very silly silly.
1: (laughs) oh my god well I, i gotta say that all of this is just a high class absurdity there is no other way to describe it how do you how do they even come up with shit like this like i've always been dreaming about either sitting in on one of those rt editorial meetings where they plan something like this or reading a memoir about it well maybe 10 or 20 years from now someone will actually write it and we'll find out
0: um, um, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I, I wouldn't expect that memoir anytime soon. Um, you know, I've done some reporting on RT, and I've found that basically anybody who works in that organization, and I assume other Russian propaganda outlets, are literally terrified of their employers, and and even people who get out years later are are afraid to are afraid of retribution if they say anything. So I, I don't think we're ever going to see a memoir.
1: Okay, but Alexei, <laughs> how do you think a story like this happens? How How is it being conceived?
2: Um, I don't think it was an order from above or anything like that. And as far as I know of, uh, from the inside on RT, Margarita Simania actually dis- discourages these kind of stories uh, to, to be published. Uh, uh, and uh, I must give credit where it's due. RT has recently improved really, uh, very much in terms of you know pu- putting out uh, really ridiculous fakes. but nevertheless uh, uh, it got out but uh, at least Rapley had the decency to uh, uh, delete the video and issue an apology uh, quite unlike other r- Russian media. Uh, but I don't think it was conceived as a uh, conceived from the higher up as, as uh, in these in, the, in, in this convoluted plot to portray uh, Vladimir Putin as uh, someone who is far more pop- popular than he actually is. Uh, I think it's a combination of laziness a desire to score some career points for creativity and see, seek a fancy and maybe desperation because Putin's birthday is a gold mine for this kind of fluff news uh, about you know, uh, uh, heads of states congratulating him uh, but this year it was actually quite sad I mean the, the coverage and someone tweeted a meme of of uh, no, of the of map of the world and the outlines of all countries whose heads of states uh, send their official congratulations to Putin on, on his 65th birthday. And it was like a, a tiny splotches of blue uh, in, in a sea of white. So <laughs> I think 11 presidents actually bothered to call him. So yeah, I feel bad for Vladimir actually.
0: Sad. Um, so one of the things that really gets me about this story is, is that it wasn't really RT or any of the usual suspects that pushed it the hardest. It was TASS, and now, before you guys get mad at me, I, I know TAS is a state-run agency, but as far as these things go, it's relatively mild, and I, I can't remember offhand an instance of them just blatantly making shit up, uh, but now it seems that they've run quotes from people that don't exist, they haven't really done any sort of corroboration of accounts, and so, I mean, what's, what's going on at TAS? Uh,
2: well, I think uh, uh, TAS did a decent thing. Uh, I mean, they, they got played by the same diary as, as, as I have been. Uh, but then they, uh, the, the, their New York correspondent, uh, they ran a lengthy follow-up confronting Daria about her lies and making her admit that, no, it wasn't an official tradition that's been running at the, at the same restaurant for three years now, which she originally claimed uh, in her statement. So yeah, they got played, they, uh, they called the their source again and made her to admit uh, that she was lying. But then again, uh, they painted her in in a headline uh, to their follow-up. They painted her as, as this innocent victim uh, of russophobic propaganda.
1: Um, that covers Daria, but what about their other source, Ted Bryan or something, um, they, who they described as a manager of the restaurant, but your source, Sean Ryan, the owner of the restaurant, says that no one named Ted Bryan ever worked at the restaurant. Uh, what happened there?
2: Uh, well, this is probably the murkiest part of the, uh, of the story because, uh, yeah, Tass's uh, uh, original story mentioned someone called Ted Bryan uh, whom Sean Ryan, the actual manager of, of the restaurant chain in uh, emails to me and Mark Bennett uh, with The Guardian uh, he denied the existence of anyone called Ted Bryan uh, at this restaurant but uh, there's some confusion because there's Ted Bryan and the Sean Ryan Uh, both may or may not exist as far as we know. Uh, but yeah, they uh, there's definitely uh, that somebody. uh, uh, Somebody said that it's just a confusion because they it's probably the same person, uh, and the Tassas correspondent, uh, in in New York, uh, uh, got confused and called Ted Bryan Sean Bryan or something like that. But no, actually I listened to the recording that the Tusk guy uploaded to their website and there's definitely a person with an American accent, not a Russian one, uh, introducing himself as Ted. So in a Mm. really, uh, uh, you know, in a very conspiratorial turn of events, that might just well be the same uh, Sean Ryan I emailed, uh, but he for some reason decided to introduce himself as Ted to a Russian state media correspondent. Okay, this is really a rabbit hole, guys.
1: Yeah, okay, we, we might as well <laughs> never know.
2: I, um, I
0: have one question, though. Okay. One very quick question. Uh, this is a Mexican restaurant,
2: right, yeah? Uh, yeah, and they only they only have, normally they only have one burger on the menu because uh, it's mostly uh, quesadillas and that sort of stuff. Okay. Yes, anyway, last Dasha, question
1: for me. Why are the state media not afraid to run this kind of stories? I mean, do they not think that someone, the Guardian, the New York Times, Alexei Kovalev from Noodle Remover, someone will try to verify it and expose their lies? It's been known to happen. I mean, Noodle Remover alone has been successfully doing it for two years now. Do they forget to keep this in mind or do they just not care?
2: Uh, Well, I mean, really, uh, it's, it's it's not by far the most ridiculous collapse of collective editorial authority or responsibility. There have been far... Uh, more fascinating cases with reporters uh, successfully fooling uh, both the readers and the editors, uh, all the higher-ups uh, for, for years. But it's not the case. I mean, it's, uh, I mean at this point I think uh, nobody involved in this story actually had the whole idea, uh, the whole picture in mind, and thought of the consequences. Uh, somebody just wanted okay this is a so th- this is an easy story uh, that, that that'll get me uh, some credits with the ma- with the management uh, uh, let's run it nobody actually stopped and think about the whole thing if it, even if it were true it's just ridiculous why just this mass of half chewed burger meat and <laughs> buns would be an, uh, would be a fitting... Tribute to Vladimir Putin. I mean, this this is ridiculous, but nobody actually actually stopped and thought about that. So yeah, that's that's what it devolved it into. But this is a, just a, a cute little illustration to the the state of the Russian media uh, as we know it. And it's it's really, guys, when you when you're hearing about these uh, uh, when you're reading these articles about Russia's information war and Russia's propaganda efforts, it's mostly shit like this. You know, I've been observing this <laughs> uh, th- th- this environment for uh, for years now, and it's always it the uh, in very rare cases, it's actually a really well thought out uh, deception. It's mostly just stuff like this reading. Really.
1: Okay, so what's the verdict? What's the verdict of the bullshit council? Guilty of bullshit.
0: Guilty of bullshit. Okay. Unanimous. Do we have? A, I'm gonna. There. I just did. I did a pound thing. I got, <laughs> like a judge. <laughs> okay. okay. Hi, right, guys. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for tolerating this this brief emergency session of the and bullshit council. Um, obviously, we will continue to return to topics like this one in the future, and continue to experiment a little bit with these sort of mid, in-between episode, single issue installments. Um, so please let us know what you think of this, and 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 uh, meanwhile, you can expect a full EHM uh, episode in not quite a week, featuring news topics and a special guest and all the all the all the normal stuff. But uh, until then, stay frosty and uh, enjoy our new theme song. See you. See you guys.